Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. In 20 minutes, we will be landing at Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris, where the local time is now 7.10 a.m., a calm, disembodied voice announced. Then the flight attendant repeated the information in French. At least I assumed she was repeating the information. For all I knew, she could have been saying, On our flight this morning is a clueless American mother and her eight-year-old daughter who is counting on her to navigate their ten-day stay in the City of Lights. Good luck with that. I looked at my fellow passengers, noticing I was the only one awake in the cabin, which always seemed to be the case on these red-eye flights. William was back home in San Diego, flossing his teeth. In a few minutes, he would look at the clock beside our bed and realize that Katie's and my flight was landing. Twenty seconds later, he would be snoring. As a lifelong insomniac, I try to remember that he isn't purposely taunting me when he goes from sixty to snooze in less than a minute. Still, there are times at night when I stare at him in amazement, wondering how he can let go of consciousness so easily. I heard the clap of lifting window shades and watched light pour into the cabin like spotlights onto a stage. Good night, William, I thought. Good morning, Paris. Katie can sleep through earthquakes, so neither the noise nor the plummeting descent of the plane bothered her. Her brown hair was still pressed into her Eeyore neck pillow, and her white stride-right sandals were nestled in the space between our seats. Katie didn't even seem to notice when the flight attendant abruptly pressed the button that snapped her seat into its upright position. My daughter's delicate eyebrows lifted quizzically. She shifted her position slightly and continued sleeping. Katie, I whispered, we're landing in a moment. You need to wake up. She blinked open her bleary green eyes, trying to register who I was, where we were, and what I was saying. We'll be in Paris in a few minutes, I said, wondering if I sounded as relaxed as I hoped I did. As the plane continued to land, I felt a slow panic rising. Katie yawned. Are you excited, Mommy? Oh, yes, Katie. I'm very, very excited, I replied, imitating the voice of a yoga instructor. And how are you? Good, she chirped. I resisted the urge to say anything else, lest Katie know how absolutely positively freaked out I was. Weeks before we left, I asked Katie if she was looking forward to our trip. Do you understand how lucky we are to be going to Paris? I mean, do you get it? She was just finishing up second grade, and her teacher was very focused on the students' comprehension of the words they read. So Katie brought Mrs. Lunsford's lesson home. Well, Paris is the capital of France, and people say I'm lucky to be going. So I know it's special, but since I've never been there, I don't really understand why it's so great. Katie scrunched her mouth to the side, pondering the tough question. So I understand it, but I guess I don't get it. On the ground, I cursed my friend Maxime for telling me that Katie and I should take the train from Charles de Gaulle Airport, then delve into the Paris metro system to find our hotel. It is easy, he told me weeks earlier as we sat at the soup plantation in San Diego. Easy for him because he is, in fact, French. Did you study the vocabulary words I gave you last week? He looked disappointed when I told him I hadn't. Sure, he was encouraging, always telling me my accent was très magnifique, 
But the French are known for being rather finicky about foreigners speaking their language imperfectly. The prospect of speaking French on their home turf was more than a bit intimidating. Maxime assured me that if I just gave it a try, they would appreciate my effort. So, he continued, all you know how to say is what? Hello, please, and thank you. My friend sighed, a writer with no words.